<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. The friends that I discover now are the friends that I, most of, I consider family are friends. They're not biological because I don't have the greatest family. We all have dysfunctional, but this is, my family's a whole dysfunction. So I'm gonna let them stay over there and be here. <laughs> um, so the bigger, the biggest influences I have is the people I'm surrounded with, the friends I have at this moment, all of my friends. Because I only, I learned that relationships are important. So if you want positivity, you got to keep positivity around you. Mm. I just made a TikTok about that last night. <laughs> yeah. Just last yeah. night. So it, it's crazy because people don't look at life like that. People so busy with, oh, what should I do today? No, do it for you and make sure if you want to be better, have better surround, surround you. Have better surround you. And just I tell black, and, black men and women, please stop thinking that you're your trauma-led thoughts is going to lead you to a positive light. If you just climb out the box just a little bit, and I'm going to keep saying this because this is something I said on my live this morning. If you climb out that box, you will stop being led to trauma-led situations. Mm-hmm. That's just, I, I, and I'm wholehearted with that. So people that I surround myself with, is is the exact way I will I want to continue to live. The joy of children What's up, beautiful people? It's your host, Drake, a B Drake with Everything Culture. And we're back with another Makers of You. And this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening to us, we have the great, the wonderful, the sweet, the wise, the kind, Marquita, or what hey. we may call her, Miss Harris. What's going hey. on with you? Good afternoon. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm great. I'm cool. I'm relaxed. You know, I'm, I'm, I got awesome. that. I'm handling business on one side, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm comfortable on the other. How are you? I'm phenomenal. My favorite word of the day, I am phenomenal. I, I told somebody today, like, hey, 
I speak how I want to feel, and mm. I feel phenomenal. We love that. We love that. We're sharing that energy. So oh, everybody else that's listening to this is going to be phenomenal as well. And throughout this process, we're going to go on a great ride. Um, if this this is your first time here, so welcome. You know, we've been chopping it up for it some time. It is my first time. Oh, I know, I know. So have you listened to <laughs> have you listened to any of the makings you before? Long time waiting though. A long time waiting though. But it's worth it. It is. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm hey. joking. No, hey. I haven't really listened to any of them yet. Okay, this is going to be a joy. We're going to have a good time. So once again, these are majority open-ended questions, okay? There's no wrong answers because these are your answers, okay? This is the makings of Marquita. Nobody in this world can tell Marquita's story like Marquita can tell it, all right? Very point blank. You're already. So we're going to get into it. So Marquita, with our first question, how would you define yourself? Oh, okay. We coming with the gate. Um, Somebody better tell me. I'm going to respond in this way. How I define myself today is different than how I defined myself 10 years ago. Today, I define myself as a, um, a light that shines brighter than a diamond. I am my flashlight. That's how I define myself today. Um, I define myself as a person, a goddess who continues to grow every day. Mm. And I'm okay with that. I love what I am, who I am, and how I am. So wow. that's how I describe myself. Hey, <laughs> today, yeah. obviously. You know, hey, you hear what you say, y'all? Today. Okay, but we and love today. It. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Marquita, what cultures do you represent? Black, 100%. Mm. All black. I've always had, um, I think, being a black woman of a lighter skin with the uh, stereotype of, oh, she must be mixed or, oh, her hair must be a good grade of hair. But I have 4C, A. Love my 4C, 100%. But being a black woman with the soul of, a lotus flower. I'm gonna call it that. Okay, okay. We represent it. We love it. We love <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, where are you from? Los Angeles, California, specifically Inglewood. A. Okay. okay, I'm just kidding. I'm All from right. Inglewood, <laughs> Los Angeles, California, born and raised. Um, did my undergrad in the the East Coast, and then came back to Cali. Okay, okay. I know, shout out to my guy, Baylor. He's also an L.A. representative. Pi fam, you know how we do it. But Come on, talk- L.A. Okay. That may be, a, <laughs> hey, not, that's a culture right there. But we'll touch on that later. We'll touch on that later. Um, a whole nother story. Do you mind sharing <laughs> your age with us? I don't. I'm actually 36 years old. I'll be 37 in a few months. Oh, time to- Turn up. So that goes into the following question. So in a few months, I think I know. Are you a Sagittarius? This is pre-recorded, <laughs> but representing Sagittarius. I think I knew that when we first started chopping it up, but a long time ago. But come back to your so 36, Sag. Okay, thank you for sharing. How of would course. you def- 
how would you define your childhood and upbringing? Ooh, um, my childhood was rough. Um, I would say that I grew up very poor, straight up. Um, dad on drugs, mom, single mom. She had six kids. I was a twin, by the way. Um, and I can tell y'all that story in just a few, but it was really rough. My mom was a single mom living in Los Angeles on welfare. Um, not a person who was very much driven. School wasn't even a thing. If I woke up one morning, I didn't have to go. And my mom didn't say anything. Mm. I made my own choices, but I also grew up really fast. I wasn't a child at all. I was an adult my whole childhood life. I always had to take care of a sibling or um, do a chore because I was always the kid who, what if somebody comes to our house and they see our house dirty? That's embarrassing. Almost tried to look like the Joneses, but we weren't the Joneses. Far from that. <laughs> far, far from that. So, grew up right down the street from the projects. After school programs were, was the, was the thing. Um, Christmases, we looked for after school programs for Christmas gifts. Um, food, we looked for school for food. Um, my mom got food stamps, but she sold them all of the time. She didn't really um, use them for what they were supposed to be used for in most cases. Thank you, Sharon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and we once again, we appreciate the transparency what you're having with us um, this afternoon, because trust me, we, we can talk more about you know, the upbringing and coming out of poverty and where we're going to in life. But um, before we get into all that, um, you said you mentioned, you know, you had eight siblings. Do you do you only have one? Do you have more no, siblings? No, no. Oh, no, no. I have more siblings. My mom has six kids, including me, obviously. So it was my, my older sister's 40. I have another sister who is a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. Then my youngest sister is 31. Then I have a brother who is actually about to be 30, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, and then I have actually two other sisters on my dad's side, who's also around the same age as my two youngest siblings from my mom's side. Oh, wow. You fall like yeah. close in the middle. I do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it was me and my twin sister. So. Okay. What is it like being a twin? Well, I didn't get to experience it. Um, she was born and raised in the hospital. Up until we were 13, she died. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I always get this. People always ask me, like, what happened? So I'm just going to freely share it. I'm okay with that. Um, so for me, she was, we were born probably seconds apart, maybe a minute apart, if I'm not mistaken. We were both premature. We were, um, we, my mom had us maybe a month, a month and a half early. And because of that, my sister's lungs weren't developed the way they needed to be. I'm Mm -hmm. giving you this backstory to know how she got to her death at 13. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
they put her on a life support machine. Uh, about a few months later, she, they was able to remove the life support machine because she was able to breathe on her own. Well, um, she had other complications. So a doctor came in, but it wasn't just any doctor. It was a trainee doctor. They allowed a trainee doctor to work on her. Well, we all know when you're in training, there's possible mess ups. Well, this one definitely was. Um, pinched a nerve. The doctor pinched a nerve and paralyzed her from neck down. Mm. Mm. So once that happened, she pretty much wasn't getting taken care of as much as she should have. Been in the hospital. And then her feet started to curl like elf shoes because they wasn't massaging her, her limbs. So with that being said, um, move, making a long story short, up until we was thir- uh, she was 13, two weeks before she died, um, some random black lady came to my mom and said, you need to take her out. But mind you, I lived in a hood, in an apartment, roach infested. My mom barely could afford beds. There was so many um, unfortunates as a kid that it was impossible for her to bring in a child that needed 24-hour care in a sterilized room that we didn't have room for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who this lady was. I felt like she was probably an angel. I'm not sure that's how I saw her because she disappeared after. I can't make it up. She just disappeared. And so two weeks later, um, we got the call October 4th, 1999, um, at midnight. Hey, you know, your daughter died. We found out she died because they didn't clean her trachea, um, and all the food backed up and stopped her heart. <sighs> so, well, that's all. And I think from just there on, like God has held my hand. I didn't know nothing about God. Until I was 17. But I knew at that moment, I wasn't just living for me. I knew at that moment, I had to get my stuff together and live for the both of us. Wow. Wow. Arkea, thank you. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, seriously. Um, greatly appreciate, once again, you sharing your experience with us. And the people, our listeners, that's, you know, they come back weekly. They know this is what we do. And Alright, that's why I've been waiting on Miss Harris for some time because she's such a transparent and open and caring person and we're getting to know why. So thank you again. Of um, course. I, and as always, even though my condolences, you know, it's still growth and we'll go through in these moments. So but I appreciate you for sharing in such an eloquent way. Um, especially with you talking about the whole trachea and the the you know, taking knees and high physical therapy and how I know how important that is and the work I've done previously. So uh, hope, hopefully someone hears this and understands the importance of it as well. But it's the, and this is why I always tell people respect the process. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the results because when you too focus on the results, you get mishaps on the process. So train yourself to enjoy the process, the journey itself. Because the top of the mountain will be amazing. Absolutely agree. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, did you have any pets growing up? No. 
My mom couldn't afford them. You have any pets now? So, no. Okay. I don't. I don't have any pets now. And the only reason why it's so funny that you ask because I've been wanting a puppy, but I'm not gonna hold you. I want a bougie puppy. Um, don't judge me. <laughs> I want a. I want a bougie one. The one that you can hold. Um, I call them bougie puppies because they like little ones where you can like hold like a baby. Yes. Um, but I'm always at work all day, and I will feel really bad keeping him or her at the house. Absolutely understand that. Um, how do you feel about your education in life? Um, what when we when you talk about education, are you talking about literally like school? Or are you talking about just life in general? open-ended whatever you feel education is to you oh, okay awesome so okay growing up i hated school hated it and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk from this perspective first and then i'll talk in the on the opposite end but growing up school hated it hated it completely i felt like and i think it was more so because i thought i was stupid like stupid literally that it was impossible for me to learn it was impossible for me to understand what they were giving me. I just feel like that's how I felt when I was a kid. So I felt every class, all the way up until um, eighth grade. I didn't graduate on the stage with eighth grade because I failed every course. I had to actually go to summer school um, in order to get my certificate to move to high school. And people get like surprised because, and I'll tell you why they're surprised. Um, because it looks quite different for me today. But um, but looking back at that time, the school system failed me. The people surrounding me failed me. That's why I hated it. Mm -hmm. It's not the school. It's not edu learning new education wasn't the issue. It was the, I didn't have anything else to look forward to. So me wasting time on school instead of surviving, was a waste. Mm. I was, I had to, I was a kid who had to focus on or learning, learn to survive. And then you want me to go to school to, to, to listen to someone else talk to me about things I'm not gonna use in real life. That's where my head was at. We were too busy looking for our next meal. So why do you think I'm going to open up a textbook while I'm sitting here hungry? So, um, but when my twin sister passed away, um, it gave me a different outlook on life. Mm. It told me that, hey, if you just try a little bit, it's going to get better. So high school looked different. I did try, and so were my grades. Sorry, it's the noise in the back. Um, so I sorry, I'm used to I'm used to Zoom, but um it was something in me in that moment changed my life completely. And when I started looking in the high school, I tried. That's all I did. That's all I gave. Because I feel like if I can just pass this, I'm gonna be okay. When I was about junior year, um, senior year, junior year, I was like, you know what? I want to go to college. It wasn't forced on me. 
No one cared. You want to know what my mom told me? She wanted me to be on welfare. She wanted me to have get food stamps, money from the government. I didn't need to work. That's what she told me. So I looked at her at, seven, at six, no, 17 years old, and I told her, understand I will never go on food stamps. Um, I'm going to work my ass off. And that's exactly what I did. Well, she kicked me out two weeks before my high school graduation, thinking that that was going to knock me down. Um, within that year, I was homeless. Not, um, thank God, I had the uh, the blessings around me to not sleep on the street. But I was, I'm sleeping in strangers' homes, night here, night there. But once I graduated high school, I'm the first to graduate high school, by the way. Um, I went to, I went straight to a two-year college, a junior college, and um, and I worked my ass off. In the beginning, I did fail courses, so I, I still had that mentality like, oh my God, this is hard because it was a new change. And I also was living homeless, so didn't have a job or anything, so really hard. Well, I went to junior college, and I knew exactly what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a teacher. And I knew that at 14. Um, so as I was going to college, um, I got my first volunteer job. Volunteer. It, I didn't get paid for it. Um, one of my teachers was like, if you want extra credit, if you volunteer at the school, you can. I said, okay, perfect. So I volunteered. I volunteered for a couple months. I worked my butt off at no pay. And when I worked my butt off, they saw my, they saw my work ethic, and I told the I told the boss, I said, "Hey, do you have any openings?" He said, "Yeah." Started at eight dollars. Started with um, <laughs> at the very low job at the school as an after school program, and then I went to um, the teacher leave, and then I worked during the day, and I just kept working, working, working. So one job led to two, two jobs led to three. Throughout that time, I kept working and going to school, but school kind of got left on the back burner. Um, so I was taking a class here and there because I was still in that moment of survival mode. Like, I need to survive. Like, I'm back at this moment. And if I don't survive, I'm not going to be able to get a roof over my head. I'm not going to be able to eat today. I'm not going to be able to pay my phone bill. And um, at the age of 25, after doing all of that, I quit everything. Moved to North Carolina. And the only reason why I did it, because um, I got the opportunity from the principal I was working with. And he told me, he said, Miss Harris, you need to get out of California. You need to go. You need to go to the school in North Carolina. I said, what? Not I. Do you know North Carolina is on the other side of the United States of America? Do you not know that? I don't know if you know that, but that's really far. And I don't know anybody out there. So I prayed to God. I said, God, if I fill out this application and you get me in this school, I promise I'm leaving. Well, he got me into the school. And um, I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have a job. I left with cotton in my pocket, two suitcases. Let go of my apartment, let go of all my jobs, and left to North Carolina. The best decision I ever made in my entire life. 
Wow. Wow. Oh, I love in this journey. With education, education became a scapegoat for me, but a successful one. Instead of drinking, instead of being on drugs, instead of uh, prostituting or becoming what all of those bad things, instead of doing all of those, education became a scapegoat. I told myself, and I tell myself now, learning new things isn't about just gaining knowledge. You gain an investment to continue to grow and understand what happens outside of that box hmm. that you once lived in. Wow. Oh, love that one. I'm going to have to put a pin in that one right there. Okay, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Marquita. Thank you. Um, for welcome. the people who are tuning in right now, you're with Everything Culture and you're listening to the makings of Marquita. Um, make sure to tune in the rest of the episode, leave a comment, like, share, tell your people about it. Send this to a young person that may need to hear this, that may have a story such as this or maybe going go through the experience. So thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all. So. This, these are questions we ask everybody on the show, even though I'm, I've been listening. But what were and what are your beliefs? Um, that's such a broad question. So, um, I didn't have any beliefs with life before. Um, I didn't see life beyond the black and white that I grew up in. I didn't see that. Um, I didn't see beyond black and white until I was in my late 20s, close to 30, when I realized if I change the angle just a little bit of that camera, I can take a different shot. Uh, I can look at a different perspective. So my huge belief is always walk in life with a 3D perspective. Because there's sometimes gray areas, but understand if you just separate them, you will understand this side and you'll understand this side. And every now and then you get that color, that sunshine, you're like, oh, I made it. That small one. So for me, I look at life as a 3D perspective, no longer black and white. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Who was the biggest uh who has been the biggest influence in your life um that's a great question i when i was about 14 it was my godmom she was a voluntold godmom it was no extra. It was <laughs> we all have been like well that's my godmom not saying that your mom asked but uh, I just volunteered her, you know what I mean? Um, oh, sorry. In that moment, it was it was it was a volunteer got mom, and um, but now today, sorry, I'm trying to fix my phone here. Um, today, I know it's like giving me extra problems. There we go. We good. We good. We, we are good. here. We are. Um, we are. Um, today. Uh, okay, so for me, 
the people that that influence me today are the people that I see as elevation. Mm. Everyone, um, all the friends that I I have now in my in my journey now. Um, I do have a couple friends from past uh, when I was 18. That's when I met them. And those are a couple friends that I uh, I love them. They're at this point, they're my sisters. Um, but the friends that I discover now are the friends that I most of I consider family are friends. They're not biological because I don't have the greatest family. We all have dysfunctional, but this is my family, the whole dysfunction. So I'm gonna let them stay over there and be here. <laughs> um, so the bigger the biggest influences I have is the people I'm surrounded with, the friends I have at this moment. All of my friends. Because I only I learned that relationships are important. So if you want positivity, you gotta keep positivity around you. Mm. I just made a TikTok about that last night. <laughs> yeah. This last yeah. night. So it, it's crazy because people don't look at life like that. People so busy with, oh, what should I do today? No, do it for you and make sure if you want to be better, have better surround, surround you. Have better surround you. And just I tell black and, black men and women, Please stop thinking that your your trauma-led box is going to lead you to a positive light. If you just climb out the box just a little bit, and I'm going to keep saying this because this is something I said on my live this morning. If you climb out that box, you will stop being led to trauma-led situations. Mm-hmm. That's just... and I'm wholehearted with that. So people that I surround myself with is is the exact way I I want to continue to live. Just like when people tell me, oh, you speak so proper because I know what slang sounds like. Now I have a choice to speak slang and it's not my vernacular anymore. I have a choice. I grew up with no choice. Today I have a choice. I can choose to speak slang or I can choose to speak proper because I can let you know right now <laughs> I can kill you with a couple of kind words. Period point blank. So, that's how I, I feel. Thank you, Marquita. I know you mentioned a godmother at the, um, early on. Do you mind mentioning their names? Um, no, I don't. I don't mind. Her name is um, Gwen. Gwen. Well, thank yeah. you, Miss Gwen. Greatly appreciate you for being there. And, <laughs> and then my my current best friends are Crystal and Kiana, um, that been with me since I was eighteen. And then I have a couple best friends that I've known throughout life: Brandy, um, Christina. Those are people that's just been right there, even when I feel like I'm not right there. Yes, and I was about to say thank you for sharing all their names, by the way, because we believe in putting these names out here because it's powerful and they may need to hear this too. You know, I'm big on giving their yeah. flowers and you never know because they are making a difference. So thank you. Can we get to have Marquita with us right now? Thank you. Yeah, so, <laughs> thank you. I'm honored. So, oh, this is this is great. 
Marquita, if you could recommend a book, a movie, and a television series, what would you recommend? I don't watch television. Okay. So, so we'll knock that out the way. Um, I, I love them. I don't know if you heard of the book called The Shack. It's called The Shack. It sounds crazy, but they do have a movie. It has a lot of um, uh, Bible references, but the message behind it is actually amazing. You have to, you have to, you have to read it. And you have to watch the movie. It's so dope. If you're not a book reader, definitely go watch the movie. Um, it will provide you the same message behind it. But it's a really amazing movie. Okay, okay, okay. Check it out. I see the movie here with Sam Worthington, Octavia Spencer, Tim McGraw. Okay, okay. It's okay. a really good movie. Well, I'm going to try to check the book out first. For sure. Yeah, please do. Okay. I read the book and watched the movie. All right. And uh, okay. Love that recommendation. Mm-hmm. So now, if you can call three people, whether you know them, never met them, they could be um, real, they could be fictional, what three people would you want to call and have a conversation with? Um, my twin sister. Because mm-hmm. um, I never got to have a conversation with that. Just because because she was paralyzed from neck down, she couldn't talk, never talk, and she couldn't um, she could barely see, but she felt the energy. Um, her spirit felt the energy. Every time we walked in the room, she was laying in. Her smile would be just as bright as mine. Um, and once we left, she can you can see the tears rolling down her face. So her, um, another person, um, oh, that's hard. Um, I've always thought about like, like the old school grandma. I love them. They their their mindset is so different. Like, cause I didn't get to spend a lot of time with mine mm-hmm. on either side. My grandparents passed away in February. And but my grandma was going through dementia and then my grandpa had a stroke. So he couldn't really see for years. So um, and then my grandparents on my dad's side my grandma passed away. She was complete, 100% Irish. And she passed away of cancer before I got to meet her. And then my grandpa, um, just we never had a relationship. I never knew where he was at because I never had a relationship with my dad's side. Because they thought, um, they assumed because we were, uh, we grew up in low income uh, areas that we weren't worthy enough to speak to them. So they cut us off. Wow. So, and then the last person, I'm not sure. That's the hardest question I I, I never thought about. Wow, man. Well, 
thank you for sharing with your two people. If you come across somebody else you think of, just throw it out here to for us. Um, I definitely but, will. But you know, that's uh, these these are the type of questions we have here. Everything culture. Yeah, because that question, like you never think about those questions though. You never, because um, those questions make you think outside of the box constantly, and you think like, dang, who would I have a conversation with that will provide me with just the realest the realest um like a real conversation like a transparent one a one that you just be like oh dang that's a gem for real mm -hmm. someone who so i never thought about it that's crazy well, well thank you thank you thank you i'm enjoying it i hope you how are you feeling i'm good but i need to get some tissue okay oh. I'm gonna we'll, go do that. One we'll first. be right back, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, beautiful people. We are back with the makings of Marquita, aka Miss Harris. So, <laughs> what has been an impactful moment in your life? You shared quite a few with us. If you have another one that you'd like to share with our audience, we would love to hear it. Um, besides the move. Um, being able to have the discernment to change my mindset. Mm. I've been placed in a blessed and humble environment to be able to think beyond the trauma. Mm. I'm now learning. I'm not now. I've been learning this for a minute now. Um, I am now growing through my trauma, not going through it. And I think to have the moment of of identified peace and to be able to sit in the middle of that storm and still watch that rainbow form is the best feeling ever. Wow. Wow. Love it. Uh, some people, people don't have an answer to this question right here, but I would love to hear yours. If you have one, what is your thing? I'll try. What is your theme song? What's my my theme song? Mm, I got quite a few, actually. <laughs> um, Good Morning Gorgeous is one of my favorite ones that I play every day. Um, it's just to remind me that I'm a beautiful soul. Nobody can change that. Um, um, the and that one's by. Uh, Indi not Indiari, sorry. That one's by uh, Mary J. Blige. And then I have another one that I just recently connected with called um, I Am Light um, by Indiari. I don't know if you heard it, but it's absolutely phenomenal. I will definitely be checking it out, though. So, yeah. Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige and I Am Light by Indiari. Correct. Okay, okay, see that. See, that may be the opening to the sitcom and the ending. You know, <laughs> yes, the, let's the go. Start let's okay. go. Okay. Let's go. Our next question How do you define joy? Oh, because uh, um, there is a difference between joy and happiness. And, um, <laughs> and joy is something that um, begins inside. I have to find the joy within myself before that, 
before I find the happiness that's around me. Mm. Mm. Because <laughs> the joy is something that you have to continue to grow in. That's mm. something that doesn't happen overnight. Mm. Because we're blocked by so many negative things, societal influences, um, from material to what you should look like or what your body should look like or what your mental should look like, how much money you should have, what kind of shoes you should have on. You get what I'm saying? What your hair should look like. And Do I? <laughs> but when you have that moment to sit in a quiet room and still be happy, that's what joy feels like. I'm, I'm smiling because it's Sunday, not because something big happened. Mm. Just because. Just because. Just because I was able to wake up this morning, just because I was able to smile, just because I was able to just have that moment of, hey, you good. You out here. You out here. So I'm, I'm always like hyping myself up. And I be like, oh, okay, gorgeous. I'll see you. Ooh, you out here. I'll see you. <laughs> so just in those moments, I live for those moments. I don't care if my apartment was taken away again. I don't care because I'm still excited. And the moment I work my butt off to get it, I can get it again. Mm -hmm. so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Makita, <laughs> me and my feelings. Listen. You you don't know how long it took me to be here at this moment. Oh, to please. literally like to even live in this moment, I have to get a, take away all of the distractors from um, becoming celibate to um, being completely stripped away from my family um, mentally, because. Although we can move environments, but our mental is still stuck in our old one, right? Mm. We can move environments all day, but when your mental is still stuck in the old environment, you're not really going anywhere. You're just bringing that old environment with you to a new environment. It's like adding old soil to new soil as if your flowers want to bloom. It's not. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So for me, when I was able to take away all of those smaller, the 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 dead weeds, those dead plants, when I was able to strip those away, it allowed my sunflower to bloom the right way. So. No, oh, this is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, Once of again. course. For the folks that are just now tuning in, y'all are listening to the makings of Marquita with Everything Culture. Thank y'all for tuning in with us. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. We are here. And on to our next question is, what privileges do you benefit from? Um, okay, so with this question, you, you, you have to literally take a step back to really understand the question because there's a societal view of what privilege means and there's your view of what privilege means. Mm -hmm. 
for societal views, I don't really go forth. I always look at my own. I'm now, and privilege for me is being able to enjoy life without the worry. And what does that typically look like for me? I, I grew up worrying all, all the time. Everything I worried about from um, from paying bills to um, living life to accomplish the things. But I learned that that small, that small faith, that, that mustard seed, people mm -hmm. always talk about, that's all you need is that little, that little seed. Um, my my driving force is faith now mm. my driving force is in fear because fear detaches you from opportunity so my, the privilege just to have that mindset the privilege the privilege to be surrounded by elevation the privilege to be in the moment at this moment is a privilege within itself mm. wow love you oh and I think, and I think I need to, I need to be happy about that because it's, it's really hard getting here. I'm not a materialistic person whatsoever. I'd rather go experience some experiences. I'd rather go um, create memories. That's what I would rather do hmm. instead of spending it on a $400 bag. So for me, let me go ahead and take take a round trip, take round trip to Mexico or something. You get what I'm saying? So it's just just to be able to do that and not have to worry about the little things anymore is a privilege within itself. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Next question. In what areas in your life do you need to heal? Um, what areas do I need to heal? Being able to be a hundred percent myself, no matter what environment I am in, mm. because you know, and what I mean by that, because we tend to adapt to the environment we're in, right? And of course, this can look like so many levels. But being okay with being my loud self, being okay with me being um, to, to thinking outside of the box, I still have that every now and then, that mediocre thinking. That's where I'm at. Every now and then, I have that mediocre thinking. And not understanding that, oh, marketing, you can do so many things. I'm like, mm, can I though? You know what I mean? Should I jump in this pool or should I not? Like, and that's how I think about it. Like, oh, should 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 I jump or should I not? Like, what if I don't make it? And you still have those things behind you. <laughs> like. Hey, like, this is the making of Marquita, but I'm like, hey, that's not a bad thought to have sometimes. Right, right. You gotta, no, you got to use wisdom, but exactly. you to use wisdom the right way and not in a fear way. Agreed, because there's agreed. wisdom 
in the eyes of fear and there's wisdom straight up wisdom like you might want to be wise about this knowing doggone well this is 10 feet deep you thinking you about to be little mermaid right now let's not do it okay <laughs> <Let's Ariel>. not. <laughs> right exactly like this is not my benefit let's go to another one let's let's go to another challenge. and that's how i feel so um being able to make a decision based off of just plain wisdom and not fear. Thank you, thank you. All right. What makes you feel safe or secure? I don't know. Respect. And that, and that is a response I tell people all the time. You know, yes, no, I don't know, or uh, a elaborate response to all responses, and it's absolutely respected. So, thank you. When did you realize you were different? Um, when I was 17. Hmm. Well, lies. I knew I was different in my in my um, school age. About eleven, I knew I was different, and the reason why I say that because I was treated like I wasn't a part. Sorry. That's fine. Thank you. Um, thank you for sharing and being transparent. Oh, but I didn't live in my different until I was 30. Hmm. I spent a lot of years adapting and attaching to everyone else's environment, whatever that may look like. But I didn't live for me. Well, I was about 30. Wow. wow. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. Sometimes you may need tissues and things for the making. Oh, there we go. The <laughs> and that's all I usually ask people. Have you listened to this before? <laughs> it, it can get no, like not. Like I had like, I saw a little snippet here and there, yeah. but not a full show. No, and that's fine, but, you know, I appreciate everybody come on here, and I appreciate you, because, once again, I know it can be a little rough and tough, but people need to hear. People need to know what made Marquita, what made Miss Harris, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I have to Okay. Um, what traditions do your culture hold or celebrate? during death when someone passes what are some of the traditions um a repast that's it we go to funeral we have the funeral just traditional and then after that we go eat okay okay and that ends that you know <laughs> yeah. um so we don't stay together too long because mm. people don't know how to celebrate together 
Karen listening to that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you have a biopic coming up. All right. You know, there's everything we're hearing right here. The makings of Marquita. Well, they're about to put it on film. Who would direct it? Who would play you in the biopic? And would it be on television or go into the theater? Can I direct it? It's my story. You can direct it. Absolutely. I was about to say, you can't be yourself. You can't play yourself, but you can direct it, though. I'm like, wouldn't (laughs) it make sense? It's like, (laughs) it's my story. (laughs) I probably direct it. Um... (laughs) I, I was like, is this a trick question? Um, <laughs> I was just saying, but then the person that will play me, ooh, Maya Angelou. Okay, okay. I, you wouldn't know why I say Maya Angelou? Oh, I would love it. Because she's so humble. Mm. that's why she's so like she has such what I've seen in in just her interviews she talks with her soul Mm. she doesn't talk with her brain Mm. so that's love that love that I love her name too I love her she has her and then no, I was gonna say she shared the same name as my mother. Her biological name. Yes. Oh, what a coincidence. Okay. Uh, I found that out like last year or something <laughs> okay, like that. Okay, excuse me. Ooh, Bob, you have clarity. <laughs> <laughs> no, and um would it be on theater or would it be on television or streaming? And what site would it be on? Like what streaming site or network would it be on? It will be a series because like, because I feel like life is a series on its own. Mm. You go through so many seasons of your life, so it has to be a series that can create seasons. And um, and then I will probably have it on. Netflix and or YouTube. Mm. I say because I'm all about like a person being able to being able to have the opportunity to watch it. So you Accessibility. Got can pay for it. Exactly. And you got people who can't pay for it. So I'm looking at both worlds here. Smart. Yeah, that's not all yeah. that, that that's that's hard too. That, that's that's hard. <laughs> Like that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, we got a few more questions. Okay, you, we roll, okay, let's rolling. do it. You are rolling. I'm rolling. Let's yes. do it. Okay, so if money was an issue, if you was w- wealthy, you know, you can buy whatever you want to buy, purchase whatever mm-hmm. you want to purchase, you know, take care of who you want to take care of, but you had to work. You had to do one thing. What would be that one thing? What would be your career? Teaching. And I say that because it's rewarding. It has its stressful days. But I was that very kid that was, that teachers failed on me. Mm. So I aim to not 
make them feel like failures. Um, and that they have the opportunity to question everything and be able to um, go beyond the impossible. But the funny thing is, because when you break up the word impossible, it's actually impossible, but people never look at that because that's a different perspective. Mm. But if you change the angle of the camera, you can take a different shot. So, I want them to be possible to, and it's so funny because I just shared my story to one of, uh, one of, cause I get, I have, I teach a hundred kids, hundred seventh graders. Um, I teach them science and, um, I have four periods because seventh grade, they go by periods. And I, and I, my last period, which is my most toughest period, cause that's the last period of the day. Everybody I want to fight them. And listen, everybody, listen. So, um, I told them because they really wanted to know. They was like, Miss, are you married? Do you got any pets? Do you have any siblings? Like, why did you want to become a teacher? All the questions in the whole wide world. So I told them my, my story in short. And I said, Hey, well, I've been on my own since 17. They was like, Wow, really, Miss? Yeah, I've been on my own since 17. I said, And I was very transparent. I was like, You know, my mom kicked me out at 17. They was like, Why she do that? So they have all like, wow, oh my gosh, you've been making it on your own this long? So I told them, I said, you keep going even when you feel like you can't go anymore. Mm. You keep fighting even when you have too many bruises. When you got cuts and you're bleeding, you keep fighting. And they just looked at me, they said, me, <laughs> So they were very surprised. Wow. And they were surprised that I wasn't married. They were surprised that I have any kids. Because they was like, Miss, why don't you have any children? You're like our mom. You should have one of your own. Can you adopt me? I can. And then one of the little boys was like, uh, me, can I be your underage husband? What? Pause. Huh? Can you say jail time? <laughs> Can you say paddling? <laughs> he's cheering in here. Savages. Savages. We appreciate but, uh, your maturity. I would, I would teach. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Love my it. head, baby, I wanted to be petty. I wanted to say, Can you just give in jail time? It's given <laughs> prison. It's given. That's hey, what I wanted to say. Hey, let me tell you, we got a future, future episode where we talk about that because in Houston, there's a lot of teachers will say, let's work it out. But um, that's a that's a conversation. That's exactly. Nasty. Ain't it though? But it happened a whole lot. But what in the pedophile is going on? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once again. Future conversation. But... All right. <laughs> Literally, because since we're talking about future, that's my goodness. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So, this is one of my favorite questions. This is a either or. All right. Okay. What better? Let's say, would you rather? Okay. So, would you rather go back in time and speak to your younger self or have your future self and come and talk to you now? Go back to my younger self. What age would you go to? In the age of where I kind of understood life, about 12, 13 years old. Okay. With 
12, 13 Marquita listen to 36-year-old Marquita? Yes. But a 10 or 11-year-old would have never. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Because in that moment, I don't, again, I can't pinpoint what completely turned me around subconsciously. Mm. Um, but I had an open mind. I had understood, like, hey, you know what, my kid, you're not stupid. And this, and this, in that moment, it also reminded me how how words are so powerful. Like, I learned that at 13, 14 years old, think, like, dang, words are powerful. Because the moment I kept telling myself stupid is the moment I kept telling everything. But the moment I said, oh, I can do this, is the moment that I started to achieve everything that I touched. Mm. So it taught me a lot. Words are truly powerful. If I told myself, just like today, I tell myself I'm phenomenal every day. People don't use that word. People go, like, oh, I'm great. I don't know. They don't use amazing. They like, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. Superb. <laughs> right. Superb is even a good word. Like, I, I started saying, oh, I'm absolutely amazing. They'd be like, oh, okay, okay then. But I, I say phenomenal because it's not a word that everybody uses anymore. Mm -hmm. But once you speak positively, your outcome will always be positive. Mm -hmm. Just like if you got up one morning and the weather changed. It's all gray outside. It's raining. Your mood changes compared to what you would feel like if it was sunny. So for me, my mood changes based on the words I choose. Love it. Love it. You know, you know, you saying that right there with the weather had me thinking of a story from college. I'm gonna share on TikTok later, but I'm, okay. I'm gonna use you as an example. You gonna be the okay. uh, motivation good. behind it. <laughs> <laughs> you so, good. how do you relax? Um, I sit on my floor and I breathe, mm. and I put on some music. And I might have a glass of whiskey on the rocks, you know. But um, that's not every day, but I sit on my floor. I don't sit on the couch. I don't sit on the bed. I don't sit on the chair. I sit on my coffee, on my floor, and breathe and say I'm easy. Wow. Because throughout the day, you forget to breathe. You forget to be like, oh, it's going to be okay. You forget to woof off that your mind is on the adrenaline. Absolutely. I would say I get to let this app on my watch me breathe. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, right. <laughs> even even real, when I'm being like, told to breathe, I'm like, yeah, I, I ain't got time. Oh, I ain't good. got time to breathe. Right. Or, they tell, or your Apple watch tell you, please stand up. You've been sitting down too long. Like, mm. okay. But it's so funny when I'm at work, I stand up all day. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a teacher that like does this. I'm an extra, like I'm everywhere in the classroom. I can't sit at my desk and teach you. It doesn't work that way because I'm teaching to the child, not the curriculum, you know? So I'm mm. doing this 
all the time. <laughs> look, look, oh, I like that right there. Love it. Okay. So, what is your favorite meal? Your all, not only Ooh. if you if you never had it before, never tried it, or something that you eat and love to eat all the time. What is the meal, and who would you want to prepare? Who would you want to prepare it for you? Um, I love my chicken tacos. I've been making them for a while. Um, and I would eat tacos because I love tacos. <laughs> I would okay. eat them every day. The person I would prepare it for. Oh, you flipping it. You would prepare it for somebody else. Huh? Yeah, no, I would prepare it for someone else, not for me. Okay. Because... Wait, but what was your question originally about? What is your favorite meal and who would prepare it for you? Oh, who would prepare it for me? Yes. We, we catering to you. Oh. See, that's my mindset. I cater to everyone. Sorry. Uh, I, trust me, I peeped that. Like, <laughs> like, like, this is the first time this has ever happened. I'm like, okay. See, because I'm always trying to make sure someone else is okay. Um, but um, I'm going to go back to the original question. <laughs> Who will prepare for me? Um, does it have to be a one person or does it, can it be a group of people? Whatever. This is the makings of Marquita. Whatever. This is your thing. Okay. Okay. So... Um, my close friends, Crystal and Kiana, will prepare for me. Love this. Shout out to Crystal and Kiana with the bomb. I love them. Tacos. Love them. <laughs> okay, our last three questions. You've done. A oh dang! Job. I know. What to say, Roman? How do you want to be remembered? My humble soul and my smile. So, and smile. because because when you have a humble soul you find strength in something that's weak absolutely what changes are you bringing to your culture um you said what changes am I bringing to to my culture yes Letting go the pride. It's okay to ask for help. Letting go the competition. It's okay to love yourself through defeat. And I say those because those two main things, again, provide you with the strength you need to keep fighting. Love it. Love it. Last question. What changes do you want to see in your culture? Unity. <laughs> because black people can't get together. Mm. Mm. The black people I've come across, they can't seem to be in the same room. I'm sorry, let me go even deeper than that. They can't seem to go into the kitchen and naturally, each person adds to the meal that's being prepared 
from me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Y'all, Marquita, Ms. Harris, you did it. You have yeah. completed the makings of you with everything culture. Congratulations. I did it. Did I it. did it. Finally. We here. We here. We here. So once again, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm I'm sure I'm I'm gonna send you my makings of me. And okay. I, I wanna know how you'll feel about it. I'm like okay, I'm that, down. Let's that go. last question, I like felt it. I felt it. Yeah. Let's so, go. Let's do it. If the people are looking for you and you're trying to be found, where can the people find you? Ooh. In the place where all the broken pieces are. <laughs> Social media though. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was one of those questions. Wait, hey, you see, I, I ain't making it default. I think, I think about that every time. Like I'm always looking beyond. It's hey. so bad. Okay. And I where you can, <laughs> where you can find me? Um, TikTok. It's MissHarris.Smile. Um, uh, or Instagram. I don't really. I'm not on Facebook. So or Instagram. Harris zero four nine nine. The zero four nine nine is the day. My twin sister passed in the year my twin sister passed, so I always attach it. Mm. Wow. Um, and day if y'all looking for her, once again, she is a treat to follow. She go live on TikTok. <laughs> Great conversation. Always smile. Should I end it? Should I end it with my saying? Like, man, let let like hold on, let's let, let, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my spiel. I'm gonna do my little spiel. But y'all know y'all can okay. find everything culture anywhere you type in everything culture. That's an A, no I. We're on anywhere you listen to a podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Good Pods. We're on. Ooh, with good pods, pie bean, you know, audible, you name it. Uh, make sure to check us out on www.everythingculture.com. Purchase merchandise, new merchandise coming soon. We appreciate the support. We appreciate hey. the love. And Miss Harris, I'm going to let you have it. All right. Here's my saying. I say this every morning on my morning life. I do get, I do do morning life every morning. Have coffee. We talk. We vibe. And the saying I actually say every morning is, good morning, morning, morning. Thank you for listening to me today. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. God bless. Peace. Love you.